0: Hello, this is Mary. And this is Chandler. And you're listening to the Miss Fisher Files. Welcome back. Today we are talking about season one, episode five, raisins and almonds. So the last episode was it was grim i think that would be the word to define not only the show but also sort of our review of it Yeah, we
1: kind of weren't the kindest (laughs) no last time
0: we we poked some holes yeah um but it was just it was not a fun episode yeah and
1: latvians i mean eh, yeah they just they're very
0: serious very serious about their cause apparently yeah so and while this episode has (laughs) plenty of serious topics that are addressed it does start off with more levity and I really appreciated that. True. I needed it to be fun and I am really glad that there's some good banter in here. Yeah now should we give kind of
1: a recap of this episode? Yeah that's a good idea.
0: So when we first start this show Phryne is at an auction trying to buy a painting and it kind of falls through because the owner doesn't realize it's being sold. And while she's trying to make arrangements with him to get this painting, um, suddenly a body is found. There's a body. There's a
1: body. Big surprise. Right. Body in a bookshop. Body
0: in a bookshop. (laughs) That is discovered while she's standing there, and so of course she has to go and investigate with everybody else.
1: So, I mean, how could you not? Well, right. Yeah. And this, isn't this where Jack says, why is it, why are you always here? Why is it always you? Know? Yeah, basically.
0: <laughs> I mean, it starts off right, pretty much right away with them having a really funny interaction at yeah. the bookshop when he comes to investigate. And of course she's there. And he's basically asking, why are you here? Yeah. He says, do you have an interest in this case? And she says, well, not really. I, Until recently, I owned that painting over there until it was, proven to be stolen and he says it's always complicated with you which jack it's not going to get any less complicated fyi so you pretty you you summed it up quite well there
1: yep it is always complicated with her that wonderful dry delivery again (laughs) it's a really good (laughs) we know and love so yeah we have this body we think he may be an epileptic, but it turns out it's poison. And uh, so then the rest of the episode is trying to figure out who this poisoner is. We kind of delve into some familial politics. We talk about yet another political cause that was big during that time, which was the the Zionist cause um, for trying to find a Jewish state in the Holy Land, um, which wouldn't be realized for another couple of decades. Mm-hmm. But um, so... It, in some ways it feels a little bit like we're shuffling the deck like i think you've (laughs) you've put it to me um like okay what ethnic group can we talk about (laughs) today let's draw the
0: top card (laughs) and
1: it's the jewish population of melbourne immigrant populations of melbourne volume (laughs) six but i i feel like there's more meat to this and and i'm not jewish so i am gonna try to tread lightly here i don't i don't want to try to spout off about something I don't know about, um, and that isn't my culture, but I I feel like this, at least to an outsider, it feels like they were a little bit more sensitive about some things. Yeah, I, I didn't agree with everything. I have some beefs, beefs, if beefs. you will, that we, <laughs> that we may talk about later. But um, I think overall, this was handled maybe a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. The previous episode put every Latvian into
0: the same box. You know, like it was a box. I didn't even know we had a Latvian, Latvian box, but <laughs> we do now. They were all in it, all of them. <laughs> and this, I mean, it also gets into the the difference of opinion within the Jewish community in Melbourne. Right.
1: Can I just say I I really enjoyed the art auction because I loved this little <laughs> glimpse into Franny's psyche that she's an art collector and she knows what she likes and mm-hmm. she goes after it. It's not just like oh I need something to match my couch. No, right. she wants that Margaret piece. Preston. She's a talent to watch, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she's really good taste. I want Friney to
1: be my art patron. Oh, I know, man. I'll, you want to buy my painting, Friney. <laughs> Come with me
0: to an auction, Franny, and tell me what to buy. Yeah. Even though I won't be able to afford it like you can. Right. See, that's why you need Franny on your side. Yeah. It is really fun at the beginning when she bids 150 pounds and all the men turn and look at this person and I'm like, yeah, go Franny.
1: You know, my mom has a term for that. Um, She calls it the turnaround Alice. Turnaround Alice. (laughs) It's more to do with people in tiny towns. Like, have you ever taken a road trip and you... (laughs) stop for gas in a tiny town or dude i'm from well there you go so okay you walk in and then everybody turns around to stare at you and my mom coined the term the the turnaround alice because she was in a i think it was like a a cafe or something in north dakota of all places Mm. and she got it she got a classic one from a woman working there who was wearing a name tag that said alice and so in my family (laughs) it is now the turnaround alice that's great (laughs) i love that yeah yeah. So we cover
0: um, we cover some pretty big themes. I mean, we've already talked about the plight of the Jews, but we also get into freedom of speech a little bit. Yep. And we touch very briefly on the death penalty. True. Yeah. You know, I kind of forgot about that. It's just one line.
1: Yeah. Can you think,
0: recap that for us? So Miss Lee is being released at the very yeah. end um, because she's been found innocent. And Friday comes to wish her well, and they're talking, and... Friney is telling her that the murderer, Chaim, mm. is going to hang for it. And yeah. Miss Lee says, a life for a life. How does that help? And Friney says, it doesn't, not in the least. Yeah. That was really powerful. Yeah. And that's the, I think the only time we touch on the death penalty, which is always present. I mean, because it's a murder mystery show. So we have somebody murdering somebody in every episode. And I think... Being an American at this point in time, I forget that that was just a done deal. Right. If you were found guilty of murder, that you was hung. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I forget, like when I'm reading Dorothy Sayers too, actually, that was a really good one. Um, so, Lord Peter Whimsy, it I can't remember which book it is. It might be Strong Poison. Um, it's sort of revealed that he has a really hard time with it when he finds somebody guilty. Yeah. And when he, like, calls the police in and says, here's your murderer, because he realizes he's sending that person to their death. Right. And it's it's a quick process. It's like, I don't know, two weeks or something. It's very, very quick, usually. Right. Um,
1: yeah, it's not like then. now where people languish for decades. Right, yeah. yeah.
0: It's not months of appeals. It's like, that's it. Couple yeah. weeks and you, you get hung. And that would be a really hard thing to know. Yeah. I mean... I, Staring that down. Yeah. 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 And being sort of... I mean, obviously the murderer did something they shouldn't have done, yeah. and uh, that's why they're there. But, but to be the person who fingers them and says right. like, "Nope, it's well, you." Well, you know,
1: that's the plot of the musical Chicago. It mm. takes place a similar time period as the 1920s. Yep. It's about the first women on death row mm-hmm. in, in Chicago, and they had never actually hanged a woman at that point. But yeah, it's 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 an interesting, it's pretty topic. intense, yeah. and yeah, so. I have a question Are we sh- So the The murderer His name is Chaim Is that right? Yeah I think so Because Chaim is Correct me if I'm wrong The Hebrew word for life Oh really? Yeah So like when you're at a When you're at like a bar mitzvah And someone says Well Chaim, That means mm. to life Okay It's kind of ironic Hebrew origin Which Means life
0: Says The Wikipedia Go Wikipedia <laughs> Or Wikipedia, as we call it now. The <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah. Chevy, that's how Chevy Chase in Community says oh, it. Oh, that's funny. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> um, Run by Obadiah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's they barely touch on it. It's just that one line, but once again, it reinforces sort of the progressive nature of Phryne, yeah. and, you know, at a time when it was just understood, if, if you were found guilty, you yeah. would hang. I, I appreciate that they have that in there, and yeah. they don't really dwell on it. Yeah, um, That's it. That's all we hear, but it just, uh, it kind of helps fill out the the picture a little bit more for her character. Yeah,
1: definitely. I, I think one of the, the themes that, there's kind of a circular theme happening here, too, that I've noticed, and that is, um, I, th- I think they're trying to mirror the um, Jewish culture in that they're referencing these very, very ancient practices and ancient traditions in new ways. So let me, let me, let me give an example. So okay. for, they're talking about the Kabbalah. Now the Kabbalah is Jewish mysticism. It's an ancient text. Um, but it's not just that. They talk about alchemy in this, mm-hmm. which is not limited to Judaism. That's, that was a worldwide thing. Um, they talk about invisible ink, which is a very <laughs> old practice. Yeah. Um They talk about bookbinding and 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 the idea of hiding valuables in the binding and i I think it 's really fascinating that they used all these very kind of ancient <laughs> techniques to tell a very modern that 's true story that um, is yeah i hadn 't really
0: put that together, but you 're right there are a lot of very very old themes going on here, yeah.
1: And lots of fodder to geek out over. If you're me, um, I do. I do a little bit of bookbinding and my artwork. <laughs> I don't think of myself as a bookbinder, but I do it when I need to for a project. And that scene where there's valuables hidden in the in the binding of the book. I kind of, I kind of predicted that because I had heard of people doing that, hiding hmm. valuables and that, but I still was horrified when she took the letter opener to <laughs> or when si- as she didn't Simon did. Simon figured it out. When Simon took that letter opener to the spine, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> you know? I think there was a bit of
0: a gleeful look on her face too. I think she was they... like, this
1: book is really boring. Let's-, <laughs> <laughs> Let's attack it. Yeah. Oh, and you know, knife fight, at a bookshop on the roof on the roof what's oh cooler goodness. than that right
0: that scene is really funny i also because when she sneaks up on the guy and gives him a little bit of a warning like drop the book or something yeah. and he manages to topple the whole bookshelf he, yeah, very yeah. easily and then she says damn my gun <laughs> <laughs> which is not a pro move if you no, lose really your not. gun in the midst of a battle do not announce it to your attacker true so that That's I was giggling when I I mean, like, obviously. I loved I...
1: Jack's, Jack's wry interrogation afterwards <laughs> when he said, and so you called for help? No, I, you know. Stabbed him. I stabbed him.
0: <laughs> that whole scene is really great. <laughs> well, so back in the bookstore, she's like gotten in and she's trying to find the book. And then the guy topples the bookshelf. She runs after him. They go across the, the rooftop. And, I
1: mean, it's just ludicrous. It's really fun. And, and I'm sure... I, I can't remember off the top of my head what shoe... Oh, uh, yes, I do. She's wearing those red T-strap shoes, is she not? With the heels? You know, you climb oh, up a lot of roofs in heels, because I... She's definitely
0: wearing heels. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the break-in-enter beret. That break, she should. The, the break in her beret. <laughs> so good. So, then when she goes to the station after this has all happened... And Hugh says, "Oh, uh, the inspector would like to see you." She gets that wonderful voice. It's, I call it her lying voice, where her voice gets really high pitched. She's like, "Oh, do you happen to know what it could be regarding?" Yeah, <laughs> and she is getting called into the principal's office. Basically, that's how it feels. But
1: I also love that she she can get Hugh to spill the beans. Basically, anytime she wants to. And you oh, can yeah. see it. Like, you could see the war on his face. Like, I'm not supposed to tell. I know I'm not supposed I shouldn't have told you that. I'm not supposed to be telling you this. He loses that but battle somehow, every time. But I am telling you this. And I'm going to tell you more when you ask me. He has
0: no chance yeah. against her at all. Oh, bless him. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. Then the interrogation. That Jack does. Um, and there's that great line. So, they're talking about how he knew that she was there. And he says, well, your car was spotted outside. And it's not a very common car. She says, if a tree falls in a forest, (laughs) he says, you are very likely somewhere close by wielding the axe. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's so good.
0: It's really perfect. So good. So they have a really nice give and take in this scene because he's giving her some information about the case. And she has the name of a suspect, but she won't give it up until he lets her look at the file. True. And that is going to happen so many times, but I really enjoy watching it.
1: Well, she also, she does that at the beginning, too, because she squirrels away that little teapot, or teacup handle. Yeah. That was under the body.
0: Well, and then she also finds the thing in the spine of the book and doesn't manage. Just, just
1: he says, you're going to you're gonna
0: turn this in, right? And she says, I think I just did.
1: That's yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of, you know, tampering with the crime scene. Just and suppression delay. of evidence. Just a little light. It's like yeah. Arrested Development, where he says you know, I may have committed a little light treason. (laughs) (laughs) Or or I'm a little bit pregnant, Yeah,
0: (laughs) which I actually did use once when I was like four weeks pregnant.
1: That is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Can I geek out about invisible ink, please? Yes. Oh man. Go for it. That was so awesome. Um, I, I just, I loved their use of that. It's Although it's kind of funny that every time I see invisible ink portrayed in a movie or TV show, it people act like it's this kind of major revelation. Like <gasps> they used invisible ink, but invisible ink is one of the most common devices used in secrecy keeping. Like hmm. it, it's very invisible ink is really easy to make. It's just lemon juice, right? It's, it's all manner of things. In fact, you yeah. um, in Little Women they mention. Um, writing um, notes notes in invisible ink made out of milk. They write in milk. Um, Soap water can be used as invisible ink, vinegar, uh, sugar solution, lemon juice. (laughs) So pretty much anything you have in your cupboard. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, so I did a little digging, because you know I like to do a little digging. (laughs) And I found out that during World War II, they actually published, um, the U.S. government actually published um, a training manual for their Um, their special operations executives, the SOEs, which were basically spies. um, They published a training manual that had advice on the ideal properties of invisible ink. And it included that the ink should be water soluble. So most of the things we just talked about are um, odorless. So that probably leaves out lemon juice. Um, Does not leave deposits on the paper that can be seen in the light, Mm. which is, Mm -hmm. I think important. I think soap water is guilty of that. Um, does not decompose or discolor the paper. Mm. Um, and like uh, silver nitrate, which is what which was a photo-developing chemical, um, that was also used as invisible ink, but it discolored the paper over time. Um, as if you've ever done darkroom photography, you'll mm-hmm. know, if you don't rinse that stuff off, yep. you'll get brown <laughs> prints in like a year or two. Um, and should not develop under heat, which I think is really interesting because that's precisely how they develop... That-
0: the that ink. is a very tricky
1: uh-huh. bullet point. Yeah. It seems like modern I do and they obviously wouldn't have had this then, but modern um invisible ink, um they say it's ideal to develop in UV light. Oh it's wow invisible in UV sure, light. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So
0: that makes sense. But yeah, shouldn't be exposed to heat. So it just needs really acute heat, right? Like a right. But I mean, as you saw
1: in the thing, once they develop that invisible ink, you can't make it invisible again. True. Right. So that's probably why it's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's my equation. (laughs) Now, is that the first time we see Franny's amazing little tiny lighter? I think it might be the little lipstick lighter. Uh huh. The it won't be the last time we see it.
0: No, she. I think the next time she uses it is. Away with the fairies. Yeah, I think that's right. But yeah,
1: it's a cute little. Lighter. I love that thing. It's yeah. kind of a little Batman <laughs> device. <laughs> it is, <laughs> you know, like I, I picture her with this friny tool belt, or you oh, know, yeah. maybe she has like a friny pocket in her handbag, the, petticoat the, pocket. So yeah, in the book,
0: oh, it's in I don't know one of the first in the series she realizes that she says her, m- our grandmothers had the answer all along they used petticoat pockets which are i did oh. some research and actually it was the victoria and albert museum that had Ooh. the most interesting stuff but they had um kind of like strings around them I, they're basically like what you use if you travel to another country yeah, and you want to yeah, you hide put your, your i had one of those <laughs> too what's but petticoat what pockets would have been cooler it, it's
1: for. What was it? It's like if, a secret pocket where you put your passport and was, all your money and everything. I just remember it was being like a fanny pack crossed with underwear. <laughs> yes. It was terrible. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I have a few. I even made uh, one, which I wouldn't recommend. Money belt. Money belt. Yes. So yeah, it's it was kind of the old equivalent of
1: a money belt. And Sexier though. Well, maybe petticoat pockets. I don't know. I'm picturing like a handgun in a petticoat pocket and. <laughs> Money belts are just dork tastic. Yeah. They're they're pretty bad. Yeah. But I don't think that these were much to
0: look at. But some of them were huge. It was amazing. I was listening or not listening, but I was reading different stories of just where they featured in literature and their paintings. So they would show a painting and then you'd have to pick out where the petticoat pocket is. Oh, I'm going to have to put this link on the site. I want to see this. Okay, this This is going to be in the show notes. It was really great. Um, But these things could be really big. They were talking about like women would carry so many things in them, including like entire meals. (laughs) I mean, really, really a lot of things. But the point that they made was that back then... You really didn't have your own space ever, right? I mean, there were the families were huge. You probably lived in a tiny house. Yeah, you didn't have any secure women place. Women couldn't
1: own property. Women Liz, couldn't I own property, that.
0: and women needed things. They needed their sewing tools. They needed.
1: Well, it's like the equivalent it, of the you know like the diaper bag. Like you, yeah. like any mom, like right. she's got snacks. There's stuff that you have to have. She's got on extra hand. underwear in there. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> No pen, no but pen. No. Little kid underwear. And, and if it's me, like I mean, I don't have kids, but I'm sure I'll be. It'll be even worse than if I, you know, I am <laughs> constantly like I remember stuff like sketchbook and mm-hmm. you know notes about obscure things about invisible ink, but I forget my wallet at home. Right. Well, <laughs> you only need the
0: wallet every once in a while, and you need a sketchbook all the time. It's
1: true. I, yeah. I just need some petticoat pockets. You,
0: yes. So I pockets in dresses are kind of a. I actually look at it as a feminist thing.
1: They're kind of the holy grail, too, because.
0: They are. You can't
1: even get pockets in women's pants. And my. It's ridiculous. What
0: makes me so angry is the majority of children's clothing has functional pockets because they're so cute. And what, you know, what a cute little thing to put in boys' pants or these pockets. And I mean, we're talking for infants, like three month old clothing has functional pockets. And I, as a grown oh. ass woman who has things <laughs> to carry with me, cannot find a good dress sometimes that has pockets.
1: But don't you know, pockets ruin the line Ugh, of the clothing, apparently.
0: Up. I know, it's so stupid. They're, okay, I, I believe that that does come into play sometimes, but and I don't buy those dresses. But yeah,
1: like, I, I, way more often, I'm like, crap. I don't have pockets in these pants. It ruins my that, day. It never happens that I'm like, oh, I think the line of these pants might not look so... Like, <laughs> it right. never occurs to no. me. I, it makes me
0: furious. I just don't buy things now if yeah. they don't have pockets because I... And I actually kind of take note of who made that. <laughs> Until the pretty people of this world mm, take a stand. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, that was... So... Ow. What were we talking about again? <laughs> so, Penny Pockets. That, oh, that will solve her ba- her everything. Batman
1: storage system. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I don't I, we never see them in the show, which well, is kinda I mean, disappointing. Else is she, she's, she's got that golden
1: gun she's got a stash, she's yeah. got her you
0: know, her lipstick lighter. And in this episode we find out where she stores her little oh, her little knife. Which I love. And she says, You didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> and I I love that. So how what did she mean by that? That could go so many different ways. Oh, like the, you didn't see I, it because you're a cop and they have a hidden weapon. You didn't see it
1: because you're a I just flashed a, you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. The it's, look on Jack's face. I mean, he is just always good value because he, like, you know, he's subtle he's way subtler than Hugh. Oh yeah. But we can always count on Jack for having an excellent reaction. We all know he most certainly did see that. Yes, he definitely did and Amen. that has been noted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not leaving his brain any anytime soon.
1: I also love that her weapons and tools are luxurious. She's got the yeah, golden gun. Right. She's got this mother of pearl handled knife, like, or whatever that is. Is it a stiletto knife? Or I, I don't know my weaponry. I don't know my weaponry. Yeah. Is it a dirk? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We need it's some weaponry pointy. experts in here, but it's, <laughs> no, yeah. let's not. Let's yeah, not do that. Yeah, I don't need, yeah, I don't need, yeah, mansplaining <laughs> weapons, Yeah.
0: But you're right. It is it is really fun. Like, not only does she have these things that could be clunky and boring and just, like, very masculine there, tools. No, she's
1: got pretty she, ones. Yes. <laughs> so, let's
0: talk Mac. Yeah. She's in this one. And we goodness. haven't seen her in a while. I know. She's, uh, she's always going to be underused. Yeah, there's not enough Mac in this there, show. There never is. But, actually, this episode is, I'd say, pretty satisfying on the Mac front. Because mm. she helps in two places she sits down with dot and talks explains about, about
1: monkshood and all that yeah
0: and like all the poisons that are very available to you and yeah. including oh by the way those blue flowers in the vase yeah. there and kind of cracks the case a little bit yep and then she actually goes into the chemistry lab with phryne and jack figuring out
1: the equation yeah twice because hey twice. Because, yeah, they forgot to In Hebrew, to invert we it. read from right to left, yeah. So, that yeah, I,
0: I wish that they had talked that one through before the first time, but and then realized, like, oh, we have to
1: invert the code. The... Yeah. But it is it is a little bit of extra comedy there, that after all that, it was like, oh, we made... What did, what did they end up making that first... What is that, sludge? What? I think it was just, yeah, it was pan like pancake sludge batter. that never <laughs> congealed fully. Yeah. yeah, now, that it's interesting that they use the concept of alchemy for what turned out to be synthetic rubber. And that's another, that, that would have been kind of a topical thing at that time. Um, you know, up, up until that point, almost all of the rubber being used was natural rubber. So from, Mm. you know, India rubber from trees, tree gum. Um, and they had, there, there had been a, a couple of synthetic rubbers, um, developed in like 1910, 1909, um, actually in Germany, uh, same place these immigrants came from, so I don't know. Maybe that's where the idea came from. Hmm. Um, but the synthetic rubber quest really hit, came to a head after World War One because suddenly there was this worldwide shortage. Of Mm -hmm. rubber and the price of rubber in the 1920s was just sky high. People couldn't replace the tires on their cars. There already was, you know, rationing during the war. But then, Mm -hmm. kind of like what happened in the 1950s after World War II, in a lot of places, particularly in England, even though rationing wasn't happening anymore, you still couldn't get stuff because there was a huge shortage of a bunch of things because of the war. And so, this would have been really topical at the time. And I, I looked this up and it turns out, so neoprene was the first kind of widely manufactured synthetic rubber and it was not developed till 1931. So this would have been just a couple of years before that. Um, but neoprene is what they used to line like fire hoses and things because it's fire resistant. They made tires out of it. It's resistant to chemicals and things. So yeah, they 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 kind of likened it to discovering, turning lead into gold because whoever could do this, it really would have been like, printing money. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. There would have been a lot of money to be made. Yeah. If you had that figured out. So I was just really glad Mac was in this. Yeah. And played
1: the role that she did. She's just, you know, she's sassy. She's smart. I love that she and Franny go way back. So they have this history. They're really comfortable with each other Mm -hmm. and they can be a little Like, she's a lot less gentle to Mac than she is to Dot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because Mac can handle it. Right. Yeah. And Mac knows her well. Um, And plus, Mac's suits. I love that (laughs) woman's suits. They're so good. She has some beautiful suits. It's Uh, always her hair that gets Oh, the hair. Yeah. So I feel like the the costumes aren't quite as front and center in this episode as they are in some of the others. Um, Although there are some really good examples. Um, but my favorite, my favorite shoes show up in this, and I think this may be their debut. Hmm. My favorite Friday shoes are these buttery leather. Um, I don't even know what the term for them is. They're like boots, but they're cut off at the ankle. So okay. ankle boots, I guess, um, hmm. their heels and that the, the leather is this color that is exactly, I used to paint with this this shade in painting class it's naples yellow and they're exactly (laughs) naples yellow and and those are my favorite shoes and every time she every time she wears them i actually pause and do a screen grab because i love them so much
0: (laughs) my favorite there are two of my favorites in this episode the first is those wonderful peach pajamas that she wears. Oh yeah, so luxurious it is, and you don't even see the back in this episode. You see mm-hmm. it a few episodes down the road. Um, definitely for
1: seduction <laughs> oh, purposes. Yeah.
0: I mean, really, everything she wears in who her
1: boudoir is boudoir. for
0: seduction purposes. But
1: yet, yeah, no, it, no plaid flannel no, pajama pants for no, her. No, nope. no.
0: But I love that set. It's beautiful. It's got that. I don't know if it's lace or embroidery or what it is, the black on the peach yep. around the neck. Yep. It's almost like a collar. I mean, it's, it's the most elaborate beautiful. pajama set. Well, okay, not, but it's beautiful. Yeah. It's really gorgeous, and that's my favorite one.
1: Yeah, no, uh, no high-necked Victorian nightgown for this lady. Thank <laughs> no. you very much.
0: Nope.
1: <laughs> um, the other one is the coat that she wears the with black the black coat black and white yeah. woven
0: something yeah it's like slubby yeah woven yeah it's very textured and then it has the white stripes yes so they go up the sleeve and actually i think she's wearing it when she sits in his when, in jack's office and he's interrogating her sort of and, is and she wearing
1: she, the gloves with it too i think so yeah she
0: crosses her arms and the lines on the sleeves are just perfect yeah for crossing yeah. your arms. But I mean, also, it's almost,
1: they're almost like, it's almost like piping. It's mm-hmm. almost like oversized like piping. really wide yeah.
0: piping, like yeah. tuxedo piping. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and she, there's another coat that she wears that's, I think, probably made from the same pattern. It's mm. different material, I it's think. It's
1: like that, that kind of flowing swing coat. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. It's got that, those stripes of color, like she, solid color. She can really nail the bold... You know, like, some, I think, I think not every actress could pull it off, but Mm -hmm. I think it's both her character and Essie Davis's delivery, really. I mean, I, it's hard to pull off that bold color scheme, those patterns, like, those stripes are just really jump out, but, oh, man, she just nails it. Yeah. She's a knockout in those costumes. They did such a good job. Yeah. And... And and I, th- I love that they're not afraid to use a lot of contrast in her, because obviously she's the main character, so she's mm-hmm. going to need to stand out. But she wears these really bold... She's got such pale skin. And then she wears these bold reds and maroons and blacks and deep purples. And I just... I love that about her. The entire costume wardrobe is just spectacular. Mm-hmm. And- oh, okay. My one beef. I have, <laughs> I have one major beef here. And- I wonder if it's going to match mine, because I have one. Okay, okay. Go. My beef is... I think they did a good job overall, talking like talking about this this immigrant population and this community. But did we have to have the stereotypical brother who's like, "Oh, every time you hear me, you're gonna hear me go on about how my brother he's the smart one, and so he got the education. I'm just the dumb guy, and now I just make shoes." Every time he's on screen, he brings that up. It's
0: true. It's really
1: true. He gets so. Grading by the end of the episode. Yeah. And at that point, I'd be like, if you've really been doing this three Don't, times a day the whole oh time gosh. you've been here, how is it you've survived this long? How is it that <laughs> nobody has murdered you at this point? <laughs> it's like, <really> true. <laughs> and to have to hear that your entire life. So that is
0: different than my beef. Really? hmm Okay. My beef is the whole Bert and Sess line where they get into a feud. Because Seth is going to get married to Alice and they're going to get a
1: farm somewhere. Alice, who we met in episode one. Alice, miss botched abortion victim. (laughs) I like to have sensitive labels for people. (laughs) That's the worst pageant ever. (laughs) I'm just
0: picturing the satin. The
1: sash. Okay. I... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just gonna just die laughing over here. <laughs> I want to make that sash. <laughs> oh my, gosh. terrible. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, sorry, Alice. <laughs> so, or
0: Alice, who luckily survives. Uh, Bert within seconds of learning that Sess is going to possibly I don't know change his life in some uh, way gets, he's butt he's hurt Bert. So <laughs> he just he just gets real pissy and it's just stupid it's irritating yeah. and juvenile. And I really I, I mean, now going back, like I love burden and Sess. They're great yeah. characters and yeah. I've seen them all the way through the, the series, so I, I have a solid understanding of what they bring. But at this point, which was only the fifth episode, I was like, What are we doing here, guys? Yeah. These guys are suddenly really annoying. Before they were They're four like, year olds now. Yeah. yeah. They were in the background, they were helpful when they needed to be, and now it's like they're trying to shove this stupid feud in my face, and I don't
1: buy it. I don't Although understand. Although it is hilarious to see Dot kind of box their ears a so, bit.
0: So, yes, and I'm wondering if that is like the only reason for that entire feud to I exist. think you're right. Is just to have her show some sort of assertiveness, or Some like, uh, I'm gonna be the, the mom now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, don't, I don't see any other reason for it.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: And <clears throat> it goes like the whole length of the episode, and it just
1: <sighs> They went to a lot of trouble to get this Boer War veteran guy with the shiny new shoes. I mean, mm-hmm. that was kind of a lot of trouble to go to. Dot makes him some nice pancakes or something. At the, I, I don't know. It seems awful lot of time was spent on that. It's true. She So when he comes to her house,
0: so so Burton says find him in the park mm-hmm. and bring him in. And he has this wonderful meal prepared for him and then mm-hmm. is absolutely no help whatsoever with Phryne's questions and it's fun. She kind of loses her temper just a tiny little bit. Cause yeah. she's asking him, you know, what did he look like? And that is one of my favorite lines. Actually, the, the actor who plays this vet is so funny. Um, even just his face is pretty amazing, yeah. but, but he says, I'm not so good with, and then he like squiggles, oh, yeah. <laughs> squiggles his fingers over uh, faces, and it's just, it's perfect. Yeah. It's done so well. Yeah. It cracks me up every time. But she says, well, think back. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. So that's kind of fun, yeah. we, don't, we don't see her lose her patience very often, and she's trying so hard to remain calm and nice, and then she sees his shoes as well, he's leaving. Well, and that was the
1: thing, like, even that, because, I, you know, I'm not, I actually am not usually the type of, like, I need to figure out who the murderer is oh, before yeah, I, everybody, like, I don't I care. Never care. I usually don't care. <laughs> I'm like,
0: yeah. That's the last reason I watch the yeah, show. Yeah,
1: and my husband's a big mystery fan, and he's really big into it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't actually care who did nope. it or why. I still don't
0: fully understand the entire
1: yeah i, I don't yeah. care i don't even yeah yeah but even i was like come on there's got to be something about the fact that he's wearing these shiny new shoes and he's a hobo <laughs> <laughs> like, come on <laughs> i well, don't know
0: well noted uh, yeah. just, i didn't i didn't pick it up at all it just, I just it was just like was why glaring. are looking like on his shoes i mean right usually
1: the, the the murder mysteries, like you look for the thing that's glaringly obvious and yeah. that was really glaring that was so let's go back to Miss Lee. Okay.
0: We talked about it earlier. She's a great character. Yeah, there's a lot there. I really like that when Franny has clearly already pegged her as the murderer, Miss Lee says, how could you possibly know what I'm feeling? She calls Franny mm. on her
1: preconceived idea of how she should be grieving. And Fryne is generally Miss Feminist all women yeah. are not cogs, like women are all different people, and even Franny falls into that trap. She
0: does. However, after watching it again, I can totally see how she would have come to that conclusion because Miss Lee, I will say at the beginning, when the police are there, when all this stuff is going down, she's a little too calm and collected. She's got
1: one <laughs> hell of a poker face. She really does. does. Holy cow. I mean, I
0: Yeah, I would have thought the exact same thing as Franny. Yeah. And she starts sort of coming apart a little bit when Jack is interviewing her. Um, and, I, I mean, coming apart is not the right way yeah, to put it because it's, it's
1: barely anything. Barely frayed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure she views that as, you know, oh, I lost it big time. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I went to I pieces. Twitched. I twitched. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so she's a really interesting character and very yeah. strong. And yeah. Very quiet and strong and, and a person of great integrity. And and
1: that type of strength is not, I mean, that's it, it's almost alien to me, because oh, I, yeah. I remember watching I that and thinking if my lover had just been killed right in front of me and now I'm the suspect, there's no way I'd be able to hold this in. Well, and Either she the even grief says or later, like, I just let him die because she she was there. She thought yeah. he was having an epileptic seizure. She did. And actually, she did try to do what treatment they had yeah. at that time, you know, but she manages to sit on so much grief. Yeah. Let alone the fact that she's falsely accused here. Mm hmm. She's such a fascinating character. Um,
0: they've gone through the bookstore and they've found these really awful drawings. Yeah. Anti-Semitic Really anti-Semitic, drawings. Semitic, yeah. And so they're trying to, I mean, they're, I think they're thrown. They're like, why in the world would you have this? And Friday brings it up and she says, I also carry books on golf. It doesn't mean I like the
1: sport. Yeah, she says something to the effect of, I believe in freedom of speech even for idiots. Yeah. And I think that's really powerful. It is,
0: and it. I, I think that again shows she's a person of real integrity and and
1: depth. Yeah, um, yeah. And i I think it also. I think it's a good way to demonstrate how complex she is and how um, she's not your standard. You know, they have her in under suspicion of murder, but they're not going to get just a black and white answer out of her. Right. But there's a lot more there, and and as we find out, her backstory with the murder victim. There's it, That's not black and white either. Right. I mean, he's married, and she knows it.
0: He, it's this awful catch-22 where if he succeeds and they
1: manage to... To go to Zion, then... She won't be welcome there. Yep. And their affair is done, so... And if he fails, then... I, I mean, it still, still doesn't can. really have a future. I mean, he no. could bring his family to Australia. He could, you know... It, there, there really is no future. But they can't be public with their relationship no, ever. Certainly not. If he weren't married, they couldn't be public with it because it wouldn't be accepted, I think, by either community. Hmm. Um, um. And I, I think, but she, but at the same time, she's kind of a puzzle, Miss Lee, mm-hmm. because she clearly has. There's incriminating circumstantial evidence against her, with the the warm teapot in the cupboard. And all of these things, and she still won't save herself by simply saying, "Yeah, okay, I'm ha- I hid the teapot not because I poisoned him, but because I'm having an affair with him." And Franny's like, "You, you will be hung if you're found guilty." Yeah, she's really
0: tr- trusting the police to uh, do their job and get her off the hook.
1: Yeah, isn't that rule number one? Don't trust the police yeah, to figure it out. I, like that's putting a lot of faith in them. Even if you have Jack Robinson on the case, like. In in most murder mysteries, at least, mm-hmm. and probably in some real life circumstances too. I mean, the police just don't always get it right. No. Well, yeah, and Franny had it wrong. I
0: mean, yeah,
1: very understandably so,
0: because Miss Lee does not behave the way that you would think somebody would behave.
1: Yeah. But. You know, Franny only gets the uh, the best clients and the hottest clients. <laughs> we even have Simon, the hot client. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me wonder if Simon weren't in this, would she have taken the case? I don't know. Hmm.
0: Well, that painting was pretty tempting. And those were the terms. It's true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe, I think maybe, maybe just, Simon's just the icing on the cake I here. think he was. I yeah. think she was
0: really after the painting. And well played. I mean, oh, go yeah. Friday. Yeah, take that case. Get that painting. <laughs> Oh, and then have Simon on the side. Although, I don't, think it, I don't think it goes anywhere. No, it doesn't. If, I think she says, like, fate intervenes or something, because yeah. then uh, what's-his-face breaks in.
1: Is this the first burglary? <laughs> of the show? Of the show. Um, because there's going to be a lot of break-ins. Yeah. Is if, this we the have first a lot? One? No, th- no, no,
0: no, because we have the Latvians.
1: Right. Yeah. It's She's already been so burgled. So this is num- burglary number two, I think. Well, it's a bungled burglar anyway. Yeah, Bung- bungled burglary. He's really
0: terrible at it. He's he's not he's not the greatest actor either. He is guy. not my favorite. Yeah. he really is not my favorite character in this Dude. at all. I mean, I know he's supposed to be a jerk and everything to her.
1: He's just but, nah, yeah, sullen.
0: He is. I, I I do not like him. Um. So yeah, he interrupts and nothing ever goes anywhere. But at least that we know.
1: Of. Saved by the burglar. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> However, things are very juicy. On the Friday and Jack scene in this episode, True. so like I said, there's I mean a lot of good banter yep. back and forth. Yep, and flirty McFlurrs. Oh yeah, yeah, big time flirting and kind of calling things out like in a very uh, subtle well double entendre type way. Mm. Um, They're in his office, and she is revealing to him that um, Miss Lee was having an affair with the murder victim. Right. And he sort of almost argues, like, but... He was married. Yeah. And she said, it happens. And they're like, you know, they're standing. Of course, like five, this close, yeah, right. Like five yeah, yeah, inches, yeah. If, if that much, from each other's face. And they have these long looks deep into each other's eyes after that line is said. <laughs> so, well, yeah, because
1: Jack has not... It's I, it's not until
0: later that in he the reveals, yeah, that... Yeah, so then at the very end, they're both sort of depressed because of... The outcome of this whole case, and they she comes into his office and pours them each a drink, and he reveals that his wife has been living with his sister for a long time. Yeah, because he came back from war and
1: was a different person. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which, but I very think common like, story. But yeah, they were married for sixteen years, but they've yeah. been sort of estranged for a really long time, and he swallows when he reveals it it's one of his tells. I love his swallows I know <laughs> he swallows a lot it's, it's he does, when he's like revealing something really personal yeah. embarrassing and
1: he's got kind of he has kind of a wide mouth so it's, I don't know like it, it just it kind of accentuates that part <laughs> of his his features and so you're like oh gulp gulp. <laughs> you just revealed something yeah
0: so we find that out and uh I have to imagine finding was this- pretty excited to hear this information yeah. raised
1: eyebrow yes oh really a strange yeah. from your wife do you say you know F- jack also swallows when he's flustered yeah and when franny does something particularly like sexy <laughs> he swallows <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of swallowing yeah <laughs> <laughs> so oh by the way i'm estranged from my wife gulp <laughs>
0: So yeah, that's a big reveal there, right at the very, very end of the episode. And when I when I thought back to when I first watched this show, I think I realized that this might be the turning point for the storyline for the two of them. Because before, when we th- think that he's married or he is married, mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel like they could go very far with that, be- like with the relationship yeah. with the two of them, or it would just get true
1: bad like it would get it was not the right direction yeah. for these characters and well and clearly you know jack being a man of honor he's not gonna she even says she even calls him that she, like yeah uh, a marriage is still a marriage miss fisher and she goes especially for a man of honor yeah and so, yeah and
0: then they then they toast and then they have like the crazy long eye sex <laughs> even though they've just said like a marriage is still a marriage and then there's huge flirting it's
1: yeah. yeah, all the it's things kind of left funny. unsaid. I know. Um, someone should do a podcast about all the things they're not saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's what Tumblr is for. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: that's right. Captions.
0: <laughs> there are lots of those. There's a, a Tumblr blog that's just um, alternate titles for each episode. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, once, once it's revealed that he has he is married, but it's not going well... And it's mm. been strained for quite some time. Then I realize sort of the direction that things are going to go.
1: I mean, is there really any other choice, though? I mean, I, I the one thing I was skeptical about when I when I was carded, starting to get into this show was I didn't want another typical will they won't they re- relationship because I have zero patience with that. Like <laughs> any, it's particularly American sitcoms are terrible. Like yeah. anyone who's you know watched friends for 10 years or yeah or uh, glee or what like and it's like once it takes forever for characters to get together and then Mm -hmm. they're never together for more than about five minutes and then something bad happens and i have so little patience for this because it's like the the romantic will they won't they ends up being the entire thrust of the show and Mm -hmm. i'm so tired of that so i i was skeptical at first with phryne and i'm so glad they didn't do that i mean there is some will they won't they there is some but it's not tortured it's not are you are you sure because i
0: feel like it's pretty tortured like (sighs) in season three i guess okay
1: i guess i i haven't yet felt like i need to strangle anybody oh uh i cannot claim the same thing (laughs) i guess i feel more like phryne is just she's gonna flirt Flirters going to flirt, haters going to hate. <laughs> like, and that's kind of part of who she is. And she's yeah. already established that she's not. Uh, maybe this is it. In all of these other will they won't they scenarios, the woman is like waiting for him to come around or he's yeah. like waiting for her to come around. Friday ain't waiting. That's true. That's very true.
0: Yeah, the show doesn't stop just because they haven't gotten together yet. Yeah,
1: and and you know she'll you know maybe she'll be there when if mm-hmm. when Jack finally comes around. Her but
0: life doesn't stop. Oh, no. at all. She's no. not hanging around. And yeah, I think you're right. That that definitely makes it a lot more palatable. It is, I would say, very torturous at the end. Um, I'm, I'm not alone. I know this for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's very frustrating
1: at the end. <laughs> it's like a friend of mine uh, read the the Twilight books mm-hmm and uh she told me she was gonna you know put in a formal request that they the titles be changed to just have sex already <laughs> <laughs> Yep. yeah i feel yeah there's maybe a little bit of that you know jack is like losing it's like you're losing ample like major opportunities here but but I guess it it just doesn't bother me as much as it does when with other series. Yeah, I definitely get that because friday has got plenty to do in the meantime. But yeah, right. Like the show, that's not the impetus right. of the show. And, and you know, people keep dying. Right. People. Can- <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> so there's still murders to be
1: investigated.
0: Yep. Um, still fabulous clothing to be worn. Yep. Tons of that, and I don't. I don't need it to happen in order to enjoy the show. Yeah. Like there's still a lot going on, and there's
1: something delicious about the the way mm-hmm. they flirt and the way, yeah. But also, I mean, it's not just the flirting. It's
0: like they also develop a, a friendship, right? And that is really satisfying,
1: yeah. Um, and a reasonably f- feminist friendship, I think, for for yeah. the time period. Like he's not threatened by her, as we've talked about before. He he's annoyed by her right. quite like, frequently, yeah. but he's not he's not gonna. He's not doing that kind of, oh, I'm not going to let a woman do my job. No, so he doesn't do that at he all. He doesn't.
0: Sometimes he lets her do the interviews
1: with yeah. suspects. Like He just stands in the corner and lets her go
0: because she's going to get anything yeah. that she can. The um, charming
1: freight train that she
0: is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's going to do a way better job than he could. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's it's fun to watch that happen. And yeah. that is satisfying in and of itself.
1: And he doesn't get sulky. He knows she's going off with the, the Simons of the world or what, you know. Well, there are a couple episodes. There are a couple times, but he's never, like, he, he might raise an eyebrow or kind of, you know, be a little, like, grumpy. But he's not whiny, pouty. He doesn't interfere. He doesn't say he, to her, you can't go home with well, him. he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't interfere and he doesn't, like, disallow, even though
0: that's not even but yeah. he doesn't lecture her, he doesn't. but he does he'll make a comment every once in a while. even yeah. in the in the next episode he makes a comment. right.
1: and then, but then she's always ready with a don't care yeah, <laughs> reply. Like,
0: and I love that that's just shut down.
1: Yeah. He, he it builds up
0: and builds up and builds up and then he makes a comment and then she's like, nope, tough. yeah, too bad. You have no say in this. I don't
1: see you stepping up yeah. here. Yeah. And I feel
0: like that's the show, like, bringing us back to this alternate reality where there's no judgment, and, like, right. they've let the judgment build up, almost, like the show has, and then Jack is the voice piece for it, and Man. then we just let's shut just down. let's just
1: the Beach Boys going, wouldn't it be nice? Like, it's <laughs> just,
0: <laughs> I know.
1: Oh, that alternate universe, I want that. It's a really great alternate universe.
0: Yeah. It's very comforting. Yeah. I like it. And then, but as it's... soon
1: as I'm, you know, next time I am out in public and some stranger mansplains me, then I then I'm I have the harsh reminder of, oh yeah, we don't live in that world. No. But maybe we can all channel a little Franny. Yeah, I try to in our own lives. <laughs> She's a good role
0: model for that.
1: <laughs> yeah. For
0: feminist rage,
1: <laughs> done elegantly.
0: Well, should we
1: toast? I've, yeah, I think we have. I think we have probably nattered on a bit maybe this time but <laughs> but there's a lot to talk about here yeah and uh yeah so i don't know may- maybe in in honor of all of these ancient traditions and of of finding the new recipe for whatever the magic thing is for maybe the new feminism or whatever maybe that requires a little bit of alchemy hmm. in our lives so maybe we should toast to that i like that to the magic elixir to alchemy to alchemy cheers cheers